Okay, so I have to come out and say it. Ed Sheeran's Shape of You is the worst song ever written. And uh, I've, I've got a lot to say about it. And uh, yes, you see that uh, photo there, that image? That is an AI-generated artwork with text prompt Ed Sheeran Clown. So that is definitely how I see this song. Although it's not funny like a clown. You know, it's not even a, it's not a witty song. It's not clever. It's just boring. So you see the title, and yes, I will probably even post follow-ups discussing why I think this is the worst song that I've ever heard. And you know what? I'm over 40 years old. For a song to be the worst song I've ever heard in 40-plus years of life, it actually means something. It also means something that I'm not the most closed-minded person you'll ever find musically. So uh, for you to create a song that I consider to be the worst, you know, there, there's something to that. Sure, I have my own tastes, and some of them are iffy, but I'm definitely not the world's biggest musical snob. So have you heard Ed Sheeran's Shape of You? The song goes something like this. You're such a shape of me. I'm such a shape of you. No, just kidding. That's not true. It doesn't go like that. Although that would actually make the song more interesting already. See, I was just singing crappily, you know, some lame lyrics. And I think that was already better than what Ed Sheeran did. It was, uh, you know, it at least had more character. Like I can't even sing. You know, I'm not a chart-topping artist or whatever. But those dumb lyrics are already somehow superior to Ed Sheeran's. And I wasn't even trying. You know, whoopsie, I'm accidentally a better songwriter than Ed Sheeran in this in instance. That's right, I'm, I'm even going to say that. I'm going to go right out and say that. And some of you will probably disagree, but you're wrong. No, Ed Sheeran's shitty song just has lines like, I'm in love with your body. And it's really the most blatantly, intentionally generic song ever written about scoring with some chick from a bar, and a song that 1,000% explains why genres like punk rock, metal, or industrial came into existence. Still, keep in mind, lots of rock songs I actually like are about getting laid, so I'm not being some stereotypical ultra-feminist here railing against the male gaze or some shit like that. Nope, it's just that Ed Sheeran's song sucks, you know, plain and simple. Then again, actually, maybe I shouldn't say it sucks, as songs that suck can sometimes be more interesting because they suck. Then again, again, I am still talking about the song because it sucks so much, uh, but that's not because it's particularly interesting, but because I'm trying to explain why I think it's so bad. Because to me... That is potentially an interesting topic. And I want to kind of grapple with this song. You know, it's a, it's a bit of a struggle. I guess maybe it's a paradox to call something so vacantly boring and yet write so many words about it, right? But, you know, I'm, I'm doing that. Uh, so permit me to make some comparisons. Maybe that'll make this a little bit more interesting and add clarification. 
I remember in the mid-1990s, on the bus ride to school when I was 12 years old, maybe 13, something like that, I remember hearing this pop song by a group called Everything But The Girl. The song was called Missing, and I remember not being the biggest fan of it. But it still was a song that was difficult to hate, actually. In fact, I'll go on record now saying that song is light years better than Shape of You. It even has the cringy line, I miss you like the deserts miss the rain. You know, we've all heard that song at some point, probably in a grocery store or something like that. Some sort of checkout line. I, I know I've heard it. It's been a little while, but I've heard it in recent years at some point. Uh, it's a pretty sappy song. Maybe so, but there's still actually something poetic about it, even if it is a bit generic. In fact, I swear to you that this is true. This is something that actually happened. One of my teachers at the time even mentioned those song lyrics in class, mentioning how it's a touching line. But, you know, he kind of corrected the song by saying that a desert probably wouldn't actually miss the rain because then it would stop being a desert. You know, deserts would actually long for dryness or something like that. I, I don't know. It's a debatable point because, you know, the premise is that a desert has gone a long time without some rain, right? So it's it's really just one corny line about deserts and rain, but it actually could create an engaging discussion about what it means. You know, you could talk about the nature of language, the imagery of deserts in relation to rain, definitions and redefinitions and contexts, and so on and so forth. If nothing else, that song may have grown on me due to nostalgia reasons, and I probably genuinely appreciate it more hearing it now, especially compared to Shape of You, or Shape, if you want to call it that. Actually, I'll gladly even say the Spice Girls are better, because really, if Ed Sheeran had stole the line Zig Zig Ha from the... Spice Girls or Zig Zig Ah, you know, I think Shape of You would have instantly had some more quirky dynamics that could make it more interesting and therefore more palatable. So obviously people made fun of the Spice Girls for that little part in that song because you go like, what the hell does Zig Zig Ah mean? And uh, definitely wasn't my favorite song. And that little part was a little bit confusing but, you know, it does add some character to it, right? It's it's something that you remember from that song. And you're like, well, the Spice Girls at least did that one original little sound thing. And sure enough, we remember that all these years later. So a question emerges. Is, uh, is Shape of You really the worst pop song? I have to be fair, and you may be shocked to hear this, but I haven't heard every song by pop artists like Selena Gomez and her ex, Justin Bieber. Still, I'd be shocked if those two were out-genericed by Sheeran Stinker. You know, but I'd, I'm guessing that they were because um, Ed Sheeran's song is really bad. So we're going to look at some more comparisons, though. I wanted to be fair to Ed Sheeran in this series of critiques 
of Shape of You. So I decided to take the painful step of listening to another Sheeran song, you know, just to uh, compare him to himself. That way I can't be accused of being totally unfair to Ed Sheeran. Plus, I could use the challenge. I do not want to be accused of cowardice here. So I picked one of his songs. In fact, I picked one. You know, <laughs> I picked one, and I picked one. You know what I mean? That's the song title. So as far as Ed Sheeran's songs go, one is perhaps surprisingly, perhaps not, far superior to Shape of You. In fact, despite also being generic, it's basically insane how much better One is compared to Shape of You. It's still a song that takes no chances, and it's another crybaby Disney-fied love song, but it actually sounds at least vaguely genuine. Granted, again, it still sounds lab-made and panel-tested, but it simply doesn't sound as fake and intentionally generic as Shape of You. Seemingly nothing does, including even another Ed Sheeran song that I selected basically at random. Some of you will read this and say, well, I'm, I'm so glad you're being honest about this song, but come on, this other song is, is worse. And maybe you'll think like Plain White T's song, One, Two, Three, Four, at least comes pretty close, right? Well, sorry, I hate to disagree with such a hypothetical person, but no, the Plain White T's One, Two, Three, Four does not come all that close. And keep in mind that song has one of the most ultra-generic arrangements of words imaginable in its, in its chorus. So it goes something like this. You know, he says, there's only one thing to do. Three words for you. I love you. Like, it, <laughs> it's, it's literally a, a love song that has the words, I love you. And, uh, yeah, it's like it was written for children, really. And that's how a lot of these songs are. They're like written for, <laughs> I guess, childlike minds or something. I, I know that makes me sound like a pretentious snob or like an elitist, but you know, a song like that, it's obviously a generic pop song, and it's not written to like make you think. It's it's about as generic as things can get, and it makes me think that plain white tees. You know, if you listen to them, that is totally what every song that follows is going to be like if you were to listen to a full album of theirs. And that's probably not far off the mark. In fact, the very name Plain White Tees suggests something intentionally generic and empty, doesn't it? I mean, that is literally what a Plain White Tee is. But it's still better than Shape of You somehow. I really don't know how, but it is. So as another comparison, I listened to a relatively new song by pop artist Taylor Swift featuring Lena Del Rey, and this song was called Snow on the Beach. Not only is that song better, but I'm not even embarrassed to say it's an alright song. In fact, I'd listened to it a million times before I'd willingly listened to Shape, listened to Shape of You a hundred more times. I was tempted to say even one more time, but that would be a bit of an exaggeration, and I'm trying to cut down on those. 
In fact, you know what? Snow on the Beach actually makes my list of songs I could listen to with no problem whatsoever, especially after comparing it to Shape of You. So Taylor Swift, you go, girl. You know, more power to you. Keep writing songs like this, and I won't be a, a critic of Taylor Swift. So there you have it. There's some plausible evidence that my disdain for Shape of You isn't just a logical outgrowth of some general hatred of modern pop. It's actually beyond that because, you know, I, I can tolerate some t Taylor Swift. And, you know, she's often, you know, lumped into the uh, pop genre. In fact, she's somewhere at the top of the uh, pile. If not at the tippy top, she's somewhere in there. I won't relist all of the lyrics to the Taylor Swift song, but they're actually edgier than Ed Sheeran's song. And again, keep in mind, uh, Sheeran's song is basically basically about banging a chick that he met at a bar, which content-wise should obviously sound edgier and more risque. Somehow, though, the Taylor Swift and Lena Del Rey song actually sounds edgier, and it's actually more of a genuine love song at the same time. So it's like a double whammy, you know, like it sounds like more of a genuine love song. And uh, it's somehow sounding edgier, even though it's less risque. Like that's, it, that's something that's kind of hard to explain even. But feel free to compare the two tracks yourself. I'd be surprised if you felt differently than I do. So it's more genuine, more dynamic, and more of an edgy sound. That's a lethal combo. That's a lethal combo compared to the uh, Ed Sheeran song that we're talking about. So that's basically all I'm going to say about it this time. Um, so the question is, what will I do for part two of this examination? I don't really know yet. Possibly more song comp uh, comparisons, and maybe I'll dip my toe into the boredom fire itself and examine the song. Then again, I don't know if I'm really prepared for that. I guess we shall see. Uh, I, I know that that song, it does bring me some actual pain. And uh, not every song does. I can hear some songs that I don't like and tolerate them. But that one, it, it, it'll be tough. It'll be tough.